amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we believe it or maybe we don't. Probably, um, probably not. Uh, I didn't. Did you? No, no. Dear listener, I... dear listener, did you? Did you listen? We're just the one listener. Did you? I guess not. Okay. Anyway, yeah, moving, on. No. moving on. Moving um, on. Today, I thought we'd go home. Home, home is going where the home. Heart is. Home is where the heart is. We're going back mm-hmm. to my hometown. Oh, it's been a while since I've actually been to my hometown because of COVID. But my hometown is a place called Brockville, Ontario. Oh man, we're and, going. Uh, we're going right back to where it all began. Right where it all began. Right. Mm-hmm. I was born at the Brockville General <laughs> Hospital. The inception of Trevor. The conception <laughs> of Trevor. Mm-hmm. The, um... <laughs> I was conceived in a log cabin. Were you? Yes. Actually? Um, yeah, well, a log, yeah, like my parents lived in a log cabin, like a log okay. house built in the 1850s. Mm-hmm. They they bought and this. They yeah. for sure did it there when you were made? Unless I was made on vacation. That's true. But I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. And then that house got arsoned and burnt down. Wait, arsoned? We they think it was arson. What? It was a historical <laughs> building, and uh, this guy had been dri- driving my dad off the road. What? Yeah, I, that's I was telling this story. What? <laughs> you can't you can't lead in with the house got burned down, and a guy kept trying to drive my dad off the road, and they think it was arson. <laughs> so the story goes that this guy was obsessed with my mom. And wanted okay. to get with my mom and hated my dad. And then eventually he got mad and burned my house down. Whoa. Yeah. So That's I guess my mom story. was a catch. Uh, but but we're not here to talk about that. It's, it's, I keep dropping bombs in these. In these <laughs> like last, I, last episode talking about my grandma slipping the tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I was just going to say that's a high five to your mom, though, man. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And I guess your dad, too. High five to your dad. Yeah, high five to them. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so I went to high school. Mm -hmm. So I'm just telling my whole life story. So I went to high school at a small high school (laughs) in a small town outside of Brockville. And the high schools in the area, they each kind of had their own like reputation. So the one I went to was like... um, the hick the redneck school all the farmers went there um i lived out in the country a little bit out of brockville and so i had the choice whether i could go to high school in brockville or i could go to the small town athens district high school and i decided to go to athens district high school for some reason and i got bullied uh to shit but yeah i went to i went to the redneck school my brothers went to tis which was the better school and then there was also uh Thousand Island Secondary School? Yeah, Thousand Island Secondary School. That's where your other podcast partner Right, went. right, right, right. So just so everybody knows, uh, Damien's also <laughs> spooked, and his yeah. other podcast partner has the same hometown as me. We've all been simmering around that area for some yeah. reason. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. I guess <laughs> we're there, drawn to the evil. I guess we're drawn to the evil. And then there was BCI, which was, we always thought it was the prep school. It was the more like... It was still a public high school, but it was more the artsy school. And Is then, that uh, the big cock institute? <laughs> Brockville Collegiate Institute. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to school in a while. So. Oh, right. And then we know. had St. Mary's, which was basically like the Catholic high school. 
Right. And right, right. then there was GCC. No Grenville. more in there. <laughs> yeah. No more in there. Uh, and then there was uh, GCC, Grenville Christian College, which was the rich kids school. Okay. That's how it was. Is that known. what we're talking about today? That's I what feel we're talking like about that's today. Ta- yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, so how I understood Grenville Christian College was I never really we were always taught that it wasn't really a Christian school, like that was in the name, but it was more like a college prep school. It was more right. like a, it was a boarding school, but it was a boarding school for like, you know, the rich people from all over Canada and a lot of international students. I feel like well. this feels more like, uh, like how boarding schools in the state or in the UK kind of are right. Yeah. Where they're, they have that kind of religious feel, but it's not like a straight up Christian, like, it, it's just more part of the routine of the school than it is the actual kind of belief system of the school. If that if that makes yeah. sense, is that is and that that's kind what of the everyone vibe? assumed it was? Right. It was affiliated with the Anglican Church of Ontario, the Anglican mm-hmm. Diocese of Ontario. Yeah, and the headmaster was an Anglican priest. So the headmaster was a guy named Charles Farnsworth. Um, like uh, like in uh, Futurama. Yeah, like in Futurama. Isn't that uh, is that his name? Is it isn't it Charles Farnsworth? Is it Charles? I know it's Farnsworth, but no, it's Hubert, isn't it? No, Hubert's Hubert? his kid, his clone. Um, I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, you gotta. And no, it is Professor Hubert J. Farnsworth. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, actually, another thing that they were known for is they did a hot air balloon festival every year. And a hot air balloon festival. Yeah, so they hosted this hot air balloon festival every year, and that was pretty cool. Like that was I probably mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, and because like Rockville skies would just fill with like all these really cool shaped balloons. Yeah, and uh, I've never uh, been to a hot air balloon festival. I don't yeah. know if it's that we just didn't have rich schools like that, or I was just never around when they had them. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. It was also yeah, it was a rich school thing, and so they were involved kind of with my church. So my church did different things with GCC, and one thing was to bring Charles Farnsworth in, and he did talks with like my youth group, and he did talks with like our college and career group and stuff like that. Um, so I met him a number of times, yeah, not knowing that he was um, a creep, uh, just a piece of shit. Great. And, um, uh, I mean, anytime we we start talking about schools, especially like private schools and things like that you kind of get an idea what it's probably going to be about. I yeah. mean, I think nine times out of 10, it's, it's something to do with uh, the, <laughs> the people in power uh, diddling kids and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, basically, so the school started, the building was built in uh, 1918. Okay. But it was a Catholic school at that time called St. Mary's College. And it was a prep school, but it was run by Mm -hmm. the Redemptionist Order of Roman Catholics. And then in 1969, it was sold to, (laughs) it was sold to a group of uh, people and they called it, they changed the name to Berean Christian Schools. And it was meant to be a training facility for missionaries. Berean? What's Berean? Is that that something specific or... That's actually a good question. I don't know. It probably had something to do with how do you how do you spell that? B e r e a n. Oh yeah, it's a reference to Acts seventeen. Ah, Berea um, were more noble than those in the Thessalonica. Thessalonica. What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, so basically the idea was that it was about missions and it was oh about, okay, like, they were the city trade. of Berea. Also known in the Bible as Berea. Um, okay, cool. Taken yeah. up by certain Protestant groups. Great. Yeah. So Just, they you know. changed it. They made it into like a missionary school for a while. Yeah. And then they decided, no, we're going to go back to the prep school idea like mm-hmm. St. Mary's was. But we're going to call it Grenville Christian College. Grenville's just our the county we lived in. Right. Um, that's just, that's, yep. so there's no big meaning there. Um, we lived in Leeds and Grenville were kind of the two counties there. And mm-hmm. They always, yeah. So they started doing the prep school thing again. In 1973, they got involved with this religious movement that, that was based out in Cape Cod in Massachusetts. They were struggling to get the school started and get the school really going. And so Charles Farnsworth uh, was made a headmaster. He was not an Anglican priest before this. He was 
just a teacher at the school, but because he was headmaster and because he was under the Anglican umbrella, he was made an Anglican priest. Oh, so he really had no qualifications as far as that side of things go. Were there always like qualifications for priesthood and things like that? Or were you kind of just able to start preaching and be a priest? (laughs) Yeah, with Anglican priests, like priesthood, my friend uh, Mm -hmm. is an Anglican priest and he went through a lot of schooling. I think he had to get his master's. And then, yes, now I'm sure, I'm sure. But I mean, like, like, like within the last hundred years or so, I feel like, was it before you could just kind of like do it and that was it? You just no, know. I don't know how he got through because like this happened again with the final, um, the next headmaster after him, they did the same thing. Okay. They just made him a, an Anglican priest. So right. I don't know why they get away with it. Maybe because they were hard to find good for- principles or something. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, so he got involved. And so oh, <laughs> it's like the movie Armageddon. They mm. where they think it's easier to train a bunch of drillers to be astronauts than it is to train astronauts to be <laughs> <That's> drillers. <true. laughs> <laughs> For some reason, astronauts, mm-hmm. some of the most intelligent, resourceful people in the world, for some reason, can't operate mining equipment. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first question Ben Affleck asked um, Michael Bay too. He's like, wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be drillers? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> That's not the movie. <laughs> I mean, I get it's not, but like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. so these were a bunch of priests or teachers who got trained to be priests. No. Yeah, basically he yeah. was. Yeah. And then everybody else was just like lay teachers or whatever that, right, that, right, that right. were hired. Frito-Lay yeah, so, teachers. Frito-Lay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the community of Jesus was in in Cape Cod, and it was founded by these two women they called the Mothers, Oh, which is oh, like creepy to be Frank Zappa with. and the Mothers. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. As Judy Sorensen and Kay Anderson. Uh, so they were, they were very big on discipline, and that was one of the things. And uh, – and they decided, okay, we're going to reach out to these people. And uh, so the, these two women came in, in a Winnebago, came to the school, and they started helping kind of whip them into shape and make them a more disciplined school with more disciplined children. And, so, so wait, they just drive around the country in a Winnebago, hanging out at schools, making sure everything is like up to their standards, and then they just leave? <laughs> No, like I think Charles Farnsworth re- reached out to them and they came up, they drove up from well, Massachusetts. Either way, yeah. like they were reached, they yeah. reached out or they're traveling around, but they still kind of just, yeah. they drive around in a Winnebago, they park on the schoolyard and yeah. they just live there <laughs> until they can rehabilitate these things. Basically, yeah. That's wild. And so one teacher told a story about how they got all the teachers together um, in a circle and any women with long hair, they chopped off their hair so that it's like, Short hair. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. And the, par- the, the parents were okay with this? No, this, these were the teachers. Oh, the teachers. They did, the teachers yeah. were okay with it? Yeah. What? I know. I know. What? I'd be like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, I did. I have told the story about the time I was forced to cut my hair. Uh, but yeah, that's. it was like. I'd be throwing hands. Yeah. I. I don't know how, and I guess it's that brainwashing cult mentality, but like just right away to do that, that's where I'm like, uh, no thank yeah, you. Yeah, like at least lead but, into uh, it for a little bit, right? Like take yeah, away our exactly. freedoms gradually. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Just to give a background a bit on the mm-hmm. community of Jesus, they started in 1958, so not too much before this, kind of associated with the Episcopal Church, which would be like the Anglicans in America. They call them the Episcopals because mm-hmm. you don't want to bow down to the Church of England if you're... Those are the people who only eat fish, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. alien or whatever. That's, yeah, pescatarian. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. I get those two confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and then they started this community, and I think it has about 255 people now, but they're like a charismatic version of the Episcopal Church. They did all the, you know, Episcopal kind of teachings and stuff like that. And they also started uh, promoting the idea of diet, discipline, and discipleship. So eating healthy and punishing people for their wrongdoing and, you know, following the Lord. So the three Ds. Triple D. 
terrible. No, the triple D is diners, drive-ins, and dives. Right. <laughs> which is the opposite of yeah. whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I got to say, I would much rather follow Guy Fieri. Yeah, but the Episcopal Church in, in Massachusetts was like, oh, no, no, they're not part of us. So they never actually officially were allowed okay. to be part of them because they were two cults-like. So they were they were fake Episcopal, yeah. pretending to be their opposers, pushing their bullshit agenda, trying to get people to eat right and get disciplined. Yeah, I guess. exactly. <laughs> but then- I mean, the eat right night thing, that's good, I guess. Yeah. But like not to the point where it's like you're beaten for gaining weight. Uh, but but that didn't stop. So they they helped GCC out, but GCC was still part of the Anglican Church, Anglican Diocese. They didn't really follow the Anglican Diocese of Ontario's like guidelines and rules unless they had somebody visiting from there, and then they would tell everybody to basically pretend how like they acted differently than they did. So so it's a fake episcopalian helping a fake anglican. Yep. <laughs> do terrible things to children. Yep. Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the teachers, I guess, too. And the teachers, wow. yeah. Um one teacher, so the story got picked up after they closed. So they closed in 2007. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Fifth Estate, which is a CBC news show, yep. and the W5, which is CTV, both did stories about GCC. And both of them shed light on just how awful of an, of an experience it was. My sibling worked there from, I think it was like 2003. I could be wrong on the dates, but from 2003 to 2004. Five, so okay. a couple wow. years as a dorm parent. And this was after Charles Farnsworth had left. So um, a dorm parent. Let's let's kind of just unpack that for a minute. Is that just like yeah, someone on staff who kind of uh, chaperones the the dorms kind of thing? Or yeah, exactly. So they're there okay. to make sure kids are in their bed at the right time and making sure that kids aren't um, doing awful things. <laughs> with other right. students uh basically yeah they're they're there so when when my sibling was there it was under the new headmaster and they had gotten rid of a lot of the old disciplinarian actions just yeah discipline actions um so they weren't yeah. as strict and they weren't <laughs> as abusive um and, and like my sibling they didn't really notice much as far as um yeah any of these kind of things it was more before their time yeah and it was also this, it was like a quarter of the amount of students it used to have at this point, And it was on its last leg and, and dying. And then as, as they were leaving, so they quit and, and then started getting messages and started talking to people about some of the abuses and things that happened at the school that they were unaware of while they worked there and um, kind of started advocating for some of the students and letting them know that, you know, I'm on your was side. It, <laughs> was it the students that were kind of reaching out or were they were they hearing this stuff like secondhand from from other sources? No, it was of... like uh, they found uh, they, they were doing some Googling on the school, found a um, like oh, a, okay. a forum, doing a little more research into doing it. a little more research and found this forum with former students and then realized like the extent of it and was wow. like, holy okay. shit, I'm glad I got out. And then they closed like right away after that. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, but yeah, let's talk about some of the accusations and, uh, and abuses. The number one thing you'll hear about is l something they call light sessions. Light sessions? Like L-I- Light sessions. G-H-T? Yeah, like, because the idea was you were bringing things to the light, which was basically you get everybody together, you pick one person or you pick a few people and you share their wrongdoing or their sin and you shame them and punish them in front of the rest of the students and sometimes this can be hitting them with a belt sometimes it can be just like verbal abuse um, isolation like there was there was one story about 1996 the she was punished for oh she, they found a note uh, from a boy that was like a, a nice note, not even a love note, just like, I think you're a cool person. 
and dating was strictly forbidden. Yeah. So she wasn't allowed to talk to any of the students. She had to eat separately from them. She wasn't allowed to attend classes for a while. She wasn't allowed to wear the school uniform and nobody was allowed to talk to her. Another one was a guy peed his bed because this is K to K to 12. So this is kindergarten. To yeah. K-12. So that, that's a very wide range of people, right? Yeah. And uh, I think he was older, but like still, you know, had a bedwetting issue. Yep. Which some well, kids do. I mean, especially and, in an, an environment like this, right? I think if anything, yeah. it's only going to exacerbate those those issues. Exactly. Actually, yeah, there was a couple stories about bedwetting. So one was they made the kid just sleep in the urine for days, and he got really sick. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and another one was they put his mattress in the dining area. And made him stand in front of it with holding a soother and a rattle. What the fuck? Yeah. And so like the pee stained mattress and he's standing there with the soother and the rattle. And that's his punishment for peeing his bed. When when, when was this? This was in the 90s. In the 90s? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my God. Like, I mean, yeah, this is bad anytime. But yeah, the 90s is very like... That's so recent. <laughs> yeah, For, it's true. That's crazy. And uh, another one was, I think it was the same guy. He was very new to the school and he started talking in his sleep, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I guess, a punishable crime, according to them. What? And uh, yeah, so he got his dorm parent, not my sibling, punched him in the balls to wake him up. I'm, I may be confusing the story, but he was... Forced to, yeah, I think that was the guy who was forced to clean the bathroom and then the dorm parents started peeing on him. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, and it was just like these big humiliation things that were supposed to make these kids better members of of society or some shit like that. Let's psychologically and physically abuse children. That'll make them better members of society. Also, like punishing someone for talking in your sleep, something you have absolutely no control over. But I'm also like, what was his dorm parent doing? Just kind of like creeping into people's rooms and listening around? Like, what what were they doing there? What, what? uh, Because I visited a lot when my sibling was working there. And they were always um, creeping. You got quiet, quiet shoes. (laughs) They had a different apartment from the dorms. So they, they would have to go in and like check on the kids and make sure that, you know, if something did happen, that they were available if they were on shift. But they had their own yeah, their own apartment. It wasn't like they were living in the dorms with the kids. They were off like in an in another part of the building. So that dorm parent must have been yeah, just creeping. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's what's really wild about it. I don't know. Like unless they changed that rule after like or before my sibling got there and maybe he was living in the dorms, but still like Like that's... the headmaster heard about it and was like, Listen, if you're gonna pee on the kids, don't like creep on them while they're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they also believe that uh, parents' love for their children was like a idolatry. It it prevented them from disciplining them properly. So, uh, which you know makes sense for a boarding school. I mean, it doesn't make sense, I, I but yes. But also, children of staff got free tuition, so teachers, their kids would be allowed to to live there, but they were forbidden for, from talking to their own children while like they live there so they were they even though they taught at the same school they weren't allowed to interact with their own children at all if you tried to if you tried to have any sort of relationship with your kid while you were working then you were disciplined as a as a staff member and your kid was disciplined as a student i mean wow i i mean i i I appreciate the you know keeping the work and private life separate i think that's important (laughs) But not acknowledging each other at all, like that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah, there was one story. Okay, so Charles Farnsworth and then his son Robert. Um, Robert's still just out and about, walking around Brockville, mm-hmm. just being living his life in Brockville. Total child molester, as was Farnsworth. Farnsworth. One one story was that as like the kids would come through and shake his hands after like the morning mass on Sundays. Mm-hmm. He would just grab the girl's boobs, and just be oh good morning, and like give them a little, give them a little uh, fondle, I guess. And he would also he was very big, and all the staff, a lot of staff throughout the years were big on like calling 
girls whores and calling them Jezebels and anything that like if you're you're being too tempting to the other kids like everybody's in the same uniform right but also victim um, blaming like it's it's wild because I, I was gonna say like what are the other teachers doing but obviously they're they're of the same ilk the same kind of just yeah. shitty abusive manipulative people who you know want any opportunity where they can kind of exert their authority and power over someone under them right yeah and uh there's so in the fifth estate there was one teacher who was very apologetic it was the guidance counselor and she didn't um her daughter was going there too and she they basically like emotionally abused both of them and used them against each other and it really messed up her relationship with with her daughter um and she's the only one really that's speaking out for the victims right she's the only one that's yeah and all the other teachers are um just kind of radio avoiding it. yeah um, yeah well i mean what's <laughs> i i don't want to say i understand it but i also it's just like yeah shut the fuck up no one wants to hear what you have to say whatever your lame excuses for you know condoning this environment of child abuse yeah exactly amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4xe or summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Gordon Mintz uh, was one of the teachers there, and he's the one who, after Charles Farnsworth left, he was made headmaster and he was also made a priest. So he started working there as a maintenance person and then became a teacher and eventually headmaster. Um, how, how does that work? How do you how do you go I from? No. Did he go to school? Did he like actually get like an education or is I it? I think he did. I think he I think it says he went to. Wycliffe here in Toronto. Okay, because like if if he didn't, yeah. I'm like whoa 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 whoa. You don't just get promoted from maintenance man to, to <laughs> yeah children. Like one story of him is they uh, there was this one student who the teachers decided he was too effeminate, so they had to make him a man, and so they started a boot camp program with him, and uh, would make him get up at four thirty in the morning for exercises, and. Uh, and then just like push him way too far. And like the kids started throwing up and he's like, good, now you know it's working. And just, uh, just like he had to do this like every day for, for a number of months to like, to man him up. Right. Because he was too artsy, I guess. Right. And uh, yeah. And then Sam, my sibling was saying that when, when they worked there, Charles Farnsworth wasn't working there anymore but he still had full access to the school. So okay. Farnsworth would just come in, just walk around and, uh, and do, you know, whatever he did. And he was, yeah, just a disgusting. He just had an man. open door policy to all these vulnerable children. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And this person and is still just like, no, no it, consequence at all. Kind of live in their life. Well, Charles Farnsworth is a dead guy now. Right, so right, he okay. died in 2015. Well, fuck. Um, who cares? But his yeah. son, yeah, his son, who was just as bad as him, uh, is still walking around, no charges. OPP have been awful. So the Ontario Provincial Police had a couple cases open against them and then just closed them. Like, that's ah, fine. Um, they did, the victims did win a lawsuit, though, I think in 2020. Mm-hmm. So they had a joint lawsuit. It's hard to get anything now because it's not a 
organization anymore. Right. But they did name the community of, of Jesus in Massachusetts in the lawsuit. And so there was some backlash there. So they won the lawsuit. So that is a good step. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's hard to say how much. I don't know the Anglican diocese. I don't think they have to pay much at all, which is right. a shame because they should be held just as responsible. Yes. I, I, I mean – Talking about like it, the the difficult thing with a lot of these things is that it can be it can be hard to 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 really have definitive evidence for a lot of the stuff other than you know yeah. people kind of saying their things. So I get the yeah. the difficulty in doing that, but I am not surprised by the police failing in their investigations of these things at yeah. all. I mean, it's yeah. it's depressingly. And, um, you know, again, they're most of the time they're not they're not actually there to protect people. They're there to protect, you know, property and and money more than anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so, so yeah. And anytime I met Charles, um, we always thought he was just this wise old man, like this wise priest, and he would like you know he just he was so composed and stuff, mm-hmm. but. I guess it wasn't all. I'm going to read a story a guy wrote. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this guy, it was from Toronto Life magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a student at uh, GCC in the 80s. So he met him in 1980. And he says, we met with Far- Farnsworth in this school cafeteria. He was a short, angry, small man with greasy black hair and a pronounced Georgia drawl. He was particularly, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't particularly articulate. I remember even at my young age being surprised that this person could be the headmaster of such impressive school. <laughs> uh, and it goes on to say that um, the reason his mom wanted him to go there was because he asked if he could get some blue jeans. And his mom thought that that was a... Uh, <laughs> A, a, a sign of rebellion. Oh no, I'm wearing blue jeans yeah. right now. Oh, uh, not me. Probably going to heck, right? Mm-hmm. Probably going straight to. So you hockey. you thought this this doofus that this guy in the '80s said was a uh, mush mouthed uh, dipshit? You thought he was a sagely old man? Yeah. So I don't know if he got better. <laughs> he just was better at tricking you. Or- or yeah, if you got better at tricking us, or if I was just a dumb kid, hmm. it could be a combination. Little of column A, little from column B. I yeah. Get. Okay. 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 I just yeah. I just wanted to make sure because. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing too is in 1989. So like this is years ago, a guy for a, a reporter for our local newspaper, the Recorder and Times, and it's so local that I've been like I've been in it so many times <laughs> you know it's for what because they just like they would take a picture of you know our christmas play okay i, I was gonna say because <laughs> yeah. i mean you've already let in this whole episode with the the arson and then the harassing and driving yeah, someone off right. the road so i thought maybe maybe you you had done something <laughs> wild and <laughs> reckless that deserves to be in the paper no i want to uh uh, art contest they on sundays they would do an art contest for mm-hmm. kids under 10 so i would just draw i would doodle something and send it in because i wanted the ten dollar prize ten dollars so wow yeah do you still have the winning submission or i actually do do you actually because <laughs> my parents saved it and a couple years ago they just gave me like they're like oh here we have all this stuff and that was in there so the original drawing and the article with, like <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. In 1989, this journalist from the Recorder and Times wrote a whole article about it and did a lot of in-depth research about all the abuse that was going on. And the, the paper shut him down. They're like, we can't handle if, if we get sued or whatever. We can't handle the lawsuits. And because it was like a family run. It's one of the oldest newspapers in I Canada. Mean, but like, I, I can I understand that. Like there's there's a lot of tricky things with uh, is it is that is that slander or libel? Oh, I'm not sure. Because one one is written and one is is like spoken, right? Yeah. So it's one of those ones. So I feel like it's it's something like unless you're like a large a large newspaper who can kind of fight that. Yeah. It it might be a, it might be a tricky sell, but yeah, it just sucks that I like think- they could have been called out so much earlier. I don't know what would have been done. I mean, if you watch the. Woody versus or the uh, Allen versus Pharaoh documentary of Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he was called out that long ago and still just kept making movies. But so you don't know. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's so many uh, of these monsters, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it also makes me wonder, like, 
who did I know personally who knew that this stuff was going on? Because I went to like a big church that really supported this school. And, you know, I knew people who were involved in it and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. But that's just that's another thing. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you also have to kind of like decide, like, well, not decide, but kind of parse through what how many people were complicit in it and how many people were just so I don't want to say deluded, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they drank the Kool-Aid so much that they, it wasn't on the radar. Yeah. I'm not saying that 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 justifies it or makes it right in any way, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a certain amount of kind of like head in the sand to it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm just reading through Sam, my siblings notes mm-hmm. and actually yeah. the Anglican church says that Farnsworth was never ordained. Oh, no. Okay, that was their claim because they wanted to avoid the abuse, but documentation has come out to show that neither of those claims are true. Okay, so, yeah, no, he he was ordained. They just tried to deny it after the fact. Oh, those fucks. Yeah. Those, those greasy fucks. Yep. Yeah. They, yeah, they also oh claimed that they were God. not aware of any um, of abuse at the school, but there were, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of times, yeah, they would send complaints oh, holy to, shit yeah, complaints were ignored by the diocese complaints were ignored by the school yeah it was just all wow. these complaints were a ignored. church ignoring complaints about <laughs> yeah abuse. Huh. yeah and huh yeah and 23 people were interviewed by the opp and no charges were ever laid when sam was there they they had they still had housing for former staff members which meant that former cult members were just living in around the school and uh i don't know if they have sam bought a trench coat and (laughs) okay yeah i don't know the (laughs) matrix was cool yeah yeah, no i get it i understand (laughs) but (laughs) and they were walking around with this trench coat and uh, one of the old ladies from the cult came up and said that it was an evil evil jacket and that it was giving off very evil vibes and that they need to get rid of it and uh they're like it's just a jacket (laughs) it keeps the rain uh, the rain off me and they're like no and then a little while later uh, it was just missing from their apartment. <laughs> from the the apartment, <laughs> went into their apartment and stole Whoa. the jacket. Uh, <laughs> I like to imagine this like crazy old lady in front of the mirror wearing the trench coat, being like, "I look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so evil." <laughs> wow. Yeah. So like. And yeah, they were insane. So Community of Jesus, they just say that they were involved in 1973 just shortly to help them get set up, but they weren't really involved in the abuses and their fault or whatever. But they would also send their troubled kids to this school. So throughout the years. Oh, so it was like a, it was like a feeder course yeah. for them. They would just drop people off. But, but they're not involved. Yeah, exactly. They're very hands off. Yeah. And um, Gordon Mintz then went on. So he had that shady ordination. Um, so that was that was Sam's boss. But they had that he had that ordination. And then he was hired by the Canadian Armed Forces as their mm. ch- as a chaplain and then eventually became like the head chaplain of all the training for chaplains in the Canadian Armed Forces, even after all these abuse claims came out. <laughs> they just retired this year or last year. Uh, well, in December, so just a couple months ago, they finally retired. And like the article I'm seeing here just says after reports of abuse, but there have been reports of abuse since like 2005 that were known. So I don't know. Well, again, it's it's back to it's back to institutions like this, you know, the church, the military, the police, things like this, where they're positions of authority and power, you know, right, just like filled with with abuse and horrible people. Yep. And all that shit just gets swept under the rug and ignored because for whatever reason, they know the right people or they have the right amount of money or some shit. It's 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 insane. And there's so many people who are so like, they're so caught up in what it is that you know they can do no wrong, or it's 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 so gross. It is. It's there's no accountability. There's no accountability. There's no. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's such a it's such a problem with with so many of these institutions, and it's it's really gross that. Yeah. You know. 
they have to protect themselves. Yeah, it's so gross. And um, like, just a quick story that I just re- remembered from the, mm-hmm. the fifth estate. Um, yep. One thing Charles Farnsworth would do is pull kids into his office and um, tell them about when he was a kid, he was molested by his camp counselor. And, uh, and he realized later that it was his own fault. And he's been asking God for forgiveness and stuff for this sin that he tempted his counselor or whatever. And this was his way to groom kids to then be molested by him. So he was, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and he was, so fuck is this, I'm like, it was he actually molested or is this just part of a story? Yeah. I don't know. If he, if, if he wasn't like, that's really fucked up. If he was, I mean, that's just, that's a cycle of abuse that, I think I think a lot of clinical psychologists like have talk about that a lot about how like oftentimes a lot of a lot of pedophiles and 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 people in these kind of like sexual abuse kind of situations were also abused as children and that really kind of colors how they how they proceed down the line so I mean both both ways are really fucked yeah. right like like it doesn't matter what's true or what's not but the fact that that's how this person was grooming children is 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 insane on the fifth estate thing too this guy came up as they were reporting outside the empty school and he lived nearby and he started telling them that all the abuse allegations were were bullshit there was no witnesses and the reporter was like that's usually the case with sexual abuse there aren't witnesses but there's been multiple people who've come forward and then it turns yeah. out that this was charles farnsworth's youngest son so not robert who also did this stuff it was oh Uh, One of the kids, though, still denying it. Yeah, his son, Donnie. And then I was talking to Sam about this. And uh, they said that what happened was after this, one of Donnie's friends saw him on the Fifth Estate, emailed Donnie and was like, how dare you say there's no sexual assault? I was sexually assaulted by your father and and your brother. And he's like, oh, he just all of a sudden believed this woman. He's like, I always had suspicions about my brother, but I've always just in my mind, I just denied that my dad had any had any wrongdoing. And I just couldn't admit. And he finally, like in this email, admitted, like, I may be a piece of shit. And the email ended up going like public and stuff. I don't know if he wanted it to, but he did apologize Mm -hmm. to her and he did say, I'm going to try to be better and more believing but i don't know that could just be something he said to her but still yeah yeah i mean i i understand i can i can understand that the kind of disbelief with it and that the denial yeah um i think that's i think that's a fairly like natural response to something like that Mm -hmm. for some people you know yeah um not to say that makes it right but i i think it Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I kind of get that. Especially after the fact, like hearing some, like someone who was actually a victim kind of reach out to them. Yeah. And then them kind of being like, oh, maybe, maybe it is, is true. Yeah. Right? Maybe I'm the baddie. Yeah. Wait a minute. Are we the baddies? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I the drama? Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, all in all, it's a sad situation. It's good that they won that lawsuit. There's some closure there. Uh, I wish that it could have been prevented altogether, obviously. But that's with any yeah, of this stuff. Yeah. Um, lot, lot. I think we just scratched the surface here. A lot of, lot of allegations, a lot of abuse, and I'm glad the place is closed. I'm glad it's, you know, not doing anything. And it's a good thing that Charles Farnsworth isn't around anymore. 
And um, I agree. Yeah, but it's let's just get Robert off the streets. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think it's that's going to happen. Yeah, which is the you know, it's the same as all these like you know they just get shuffled, they just get moved to a different uh, different county or a different province or whatever, right? Right. It's not our problem anymore. It's someone else's problem. I I just I don't. It's it's such a bizarre. It's it's I don't I don't get it. I don't get like I think all that's doing is just making you look like a bigger piece of shit. If if you're if you're in that organization and you call someone out for it and you take care like like you deal with these people in an appropriate manner, you know, they're they're fired, they're they're convicted of whatever, yeah. they're they're sued whatever. They're removed from these situations where they can continue abusing people, then then I'm not looking at I'm not looking at your organization and thinking like what a piece of shit. I'm thinking like, "Oh, okay, they're actually taking steps to address these problems and they're trying to get rid of these people who are abusing, you know, minors yeah. or whatever else. Yeah. Instead, they they seem to just be doubling down and making it infinitely worse by showing like, no, this isn't this isn't just an individual. This is a systemic structure that we condone, we endorse, and we um, we perpetuate by by doing these kind of things. Yeah. It's 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 nuts. It's so fucked. And I I mean I guess the only way that you could really explain it is that the people in the high like the people in power are also doing these things, and that's the only reason that yeah. they would do that. Really, yeah. like I don't I don't see what else would be an explanation for it. Yeah, and it's like yeah, there's you know we get allegations from here, we get allegations from here, and it's like oh I didn't believe yeah. this one, and then if, so if I believe this one it's going to look like I allowed it to happen because I didn't believe that last one. So let's just not believe this one too. And it's like, you're building up this like thing. You're only thinking of yourself and you're only thinking of protecting yourself. And you're supposed to be this organization that's, you know, helping the future and you're bettering, you know, the kids of tomorrow, but you're, or like the, but that, th- like that's such a flawed way of looking at it too, though. Like, like that's, <laughs> That's that's like saying like well you know someone gives you a glass of orange juice in the morning it's like I don't believe that's orange juice yeah and they keep giving you one and you're like I don't believe that's orange juice and then you finally realizing like yes that is in fact orange juice like yes I we get that you were wrong but you you realized oh no no that's what it is and and going forward now you know and you can you can deal with it appropriately but to just like keep doubling down on it is is yeah. Whether you think you look bad, you just look worse. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. Yeah. But fuck these people. Fuck these people. And if there was a hell, they'd, uh, there's a special place for them. <laughs> yeah. But there's not a hell. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say the one thing about being like a, a non-believing atheist is uh, the sad part, not knowing that all these horrible, horrible people will never receive yeah. any kind of punishment for the shit that they do. Yeah. I've been watching the show Severance, which is a fantastic show. Uh, but the the one character, um, I think it was Patricia Arquette plays, um, mm-hmm. says my, my aunt was an atheist and she told me once that uh, – the good news is hell is just something made from man's imagination. The bad news is men are pretty good at making their imaginations a reality. And that's kind of, <laughs> they did that with uh, Granville Christian college. Um, there you yeah, go. Hell for those kids. Um, but uh, let's move on and let's get a happier note and thank our wonderful patrons. <laughs> Oh my God! Wow! Thank you so much! Oh, wow. thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for coming to our uh, Bible study. We have so many Bibles to study today. We have a plethora yes. of Bibles oh, so to study. Everybody, everybody brought, brought five with them today, and we have to study. All of them. Um, uh, yes, yes. Uh, here, Trevor, Trevor, I just want to give you uh, one of these holy lozenges. You're sounding particularly husky today. Oh, um, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, uh, but Allergies. before that, that must be what it is. Uh, mm. I'd, I'd just like to thank our good friends, George and Safinas and Stacy and Michelle and Muma, Mumakaru and mm. uh, Venable and Zap. 
And I want to give a huge, huge thank you to mm-hmm. Claire. And I also have a prayer request for Claire. You see, um, Claire is a very, very nice person, you know, most of the time. Mm-hmm. But the other day, somebody spelled their name uh, without the E at Starbucks. There's an E mm-hmm. at the end. They spelled it without mm-hmm. the E. And let's just say um, nobody got out of that Starbucks unscathed. Right. And right. Um, I would just lift um, Claire up uh, in prayer as uh, they go through the, you know, the court proceedings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And just um, hope hope for the best. Right. And um, I actually have a prayer request for our friend, uh, Jennifer. Um, we, me and all the boys and girls were down at the local uh, McDonald's the other day. And mm. uh, it just so happened to be a Friday. So, of course, we were all ordering our filet of fishes, our double filet of fishes. And um, fish on Friday. Jennifer walked up to that counter, and I and I I swear to the Lord that she ordered a ten piece McNugget meal with a poutine. Mm. And, on a Friday. Uh, I, on a Friday, and um, listen, I know I know it's hard not to get those chicken nuggies with a good dip sauce, but you know Jennifer, it was a Friday, and uh, I just want you to be more aware of the days of the week. So if we can mm-hmm. just. Uh, give a little prayer for Jennifer and maybe um, maybe get her a date book so she knows uh, what, what day of the week it is. It's true. Amen. And, um, and I just have a quick uh, prayer request for unoriginal TAC. Mm. Um, and I uh, just uh, want to lift, lift them up in, in holy prayer um, for actually we were at Tim Hortons the other day oh. and um they uh, ordered a double double, but they thought that meant um, two coffees, and uh, got really upset because they're not from Canada. They didn't know what a double double was, so they just heard somebody else say that, and say, oh, "I want a double double," and then they get one coffee, and they're like, "Where's my other coffee?" And, uh, and then the person's like, "Well, why don't you just Google what a double double is?" So they Googled what a double double was, but there was no Wi-Fi in the Tim Hortons, uh, and it was still trying to connect. Like there was no internet, but there was Wi-Fi, so it was like connecting mm-hmm. to the. And anyways, it was a really frustrating moment for just everybody involved. And so, just want to lift up all the staff and as well yeah. as an original TAC. And I want to. I want one more prayer request for that uh, Tim Hortons employee whose customer service mm-hmm. was so bad that rather than explaining what a double double was, they told them <laughs> to look it up. <laughs> just Google it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever been to a Tim Hortons before, but that's kind of how it works. Yeah, that's true. I don't go often. So. Mm. One time I went, it was just a true story, and I took a bite out of my uh, hash browns, like, mm-hmm. and it was freezing cold, like ice. It was an ice stick, and it was obviously like they just didn't deep fry it. They just took it out of the freezer and handed it to me. <laughs> just a mix-up on the line, whatever. And uh, so I told them, I was like, hey, I... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, this is cold and they're like oh sorry and then just put it like that i had bitten out of it on the conveyor belt that like all the other food goes on to heat up and i'm like oh that's gross and now i don't want it thank you (laughs) oh man and then i and then i burned that place down oh that's fun nice but uh but that's not what this bible story is about no no it's transitioning to and the bible and transitioning to our christian rock lyric Mm mm-hmm Mm, amen. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. So, Damien, let's go from one piece of shit to another piece of shit. Right. Two dookies in one episode. Two dookies in one. Uh, this is a, by a fella name of, um, or a band name of Skillet. We've talked about Skillet before, right? Yes, but that episode was never released, so we actually haven't. Oh! Why didn't we release that Uh, one? That one was because I left the fish tank running the whole time, and it sounded (laughs) awful. Okay, well, either way, we talked about it before. Whether people know that we've talked about it is irrelevant. Yeah, so the singer... The fact is, we're talking talking about it now. now. The singer's a guy guy named uh, John Cooper... Um, I've talked about him in my videos before. He's John Cooper Mellencamp. John Cooper Mellencamp. I used to love Skillet. <laughs> like I thought they were a great band. 
uh, back in the day. And in retrospect, they weren't. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What kind of music are these guys again? Because this is immediately making me think like metal or hard rock. Yeah, it's like it's not metal. It's not necess- It's harder rock. It's like. Uh, they would probably like say they're alt, hard rock. Alt, alt yeah, rock. like an alt rock. Like like a kind of a little heavier alt rock. They're not like um the punk band or anything. They're still like uh Well that's punk. Punk's not punk's not alt rock. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's different different different. They're not like a <laughs> just... metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're yeah, not yeah, like yeah. No, I got you, yeah, I got yeah, you. Um John Cooper, I think, recently has been railing against uh, deconstructing and uh how it's so hip and cool for people to deconstruct their faith. And like, he's just, you know, kind of a, a douchebag and he's very conservative and very um, against cancel culture and, and things like that. Um, I find it, it's so funny that, that people think that, you know, people actually looking at the facts and realizing <laughs> that they don't believe in God is, is some weird fad that the kids are just kind of like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And this song is a newer song by them. It's called Surviving the Game. <laughs> okay. To be more than a conqueror, you have to learn to enjoy the pain. If you want to survive the game, you have to defeat me, beat me. Uh, you don't know it's the pain. They'll feed me, feed me. And I'm going to take back what you took before because I was born for this. All the bones that you're breaking, breaking. You pretend you're the one that can save me, save me. And uh, now I'm taking it back. <laughs> it was never yours. I'm fighting, fighting for my focus. Blah blah blah. It's all about. I'm not. You can hurt me, but I'm gonna be stronger. I mean, I feel like this is pretty just like standard hard rock from like the early 2000s kind of song. Yeah, it's true. I'm not. I'm not getting super like Jesusy vibes from it, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I, I feel like it's a bit ba- like this is a song that you'd probably hear and you'd be like, well, this is a lame hard rock song, but, you know, it's still a bit of a bop. Yeah. But then you find out that they're super Christian. And you're like, oh, shit. OK, never mind. Yeah. We're not listening. This this is out of the rotation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the song I really liked by them back in the day was a song called um, Locked in a Cage. And it goes, I want to be locked in mm-hmm. a cage. I want you to break my legs. And it's all about how. Um, fighting against like the flesh and fighting against sin. So in order to avoid sinning, I want you to lock me in a cage and break my legs so that I can like not do bad things. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm just more like, why, why is this urge so bad that you need to be locked in a cage and have your legs broken? Yeah. Like shouldn't shouldn't we be looking at so you have you have a divine all powerful being who made it so that you have to deal with these uh, these urges that are yeah. so hard to overcome yeah. that you need to be confined and crippled <laughs> like what and it's late nineties so it's probably <laughs> like they're trying to avoid looking at like the Sears catalog or whatever that's what I those are my temptations right. at the time well they they had VHS tapes I'm sure that's they true. were a band yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> They could afford a VHS tape. That's true. Yeah. Of uh, of uh softcore pornography, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is a I'll I'll check again with my sibling uh <laughs> if I can tell this story. But we were reminiscing the other day about the time that um they rented a video that had like it was just a movie, but it had like some nudity in it. And my dad got so mad that he like went back to the video store and just like yelled at the at the guy behind the counter. And the guy oh, behind the no. counter's like, I'm sorry, how old is your kid? And he's like, uh, sixteen. And he's like, and he, he's not allowed to rent this. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy was just in shock. Like, we're allowed to rent the sixteen year olds. It's the law. I don't know what to say. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is don't send your kids to a cult school. Yeah, do your best not to. Uh, keep yeah. them away. That's uh, not good. Mm-hmm. So don't mm-hmm. do it. We love you. And yep. we hope you have a wonderful time um, today. Yeah, and tomorrow too. Yeah. Not the day after, but the day after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I hope three Tuesdays from now you find your glasses. If you lost them. If you lost them. Amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Work, 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 Sky Moon. (laughs) Bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.